0: Welcome back, welcome back, loved ones. I'm your host, Shay Love, and you are listening to the eighth episode of Passion Week, including daily scripture and devotional readings about the Lord Jesus and his final week on his journey to the cross as we focus and prepare for Easter, Resurrection Sunday. Today, I will be reading from Luke Chapter 23, verses 1 through 31, followed by a devotional reading from the book, Knowing Him, devotional readings for the Easter season by Mel Lawrence. Luke chapter 23, starting at the first verse. Jesus handed over to Pontius Pilate. Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him saying, we found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Then Pilate asked him saying, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him and said, it is as you say. So Pilate said to the chief priests and all the crowd, I find no fault in this man. But they were the more fierce saying, he stirs up the people teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. Jesus faces Herod. When Pilate heard of Galilee, He asked if the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him, because he had heard many things about him and he hoped to see some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him, arrayed him in a gorgeous robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. Taking the place of Barabbas Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him. And indeed, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city, and for murder. Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus again, called out to them, But they shouted, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one they requested, who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison. But he delivered Jesus to their will. The king on a cross. Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, Do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren wombs that never bore and breasts which never suckled, never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? Reconciled. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation second corinthians five fourteen through nineteen Many theologians have thought that reconciliation may be as important a word as any other in the biblical vocabulary of salvation. It is a word from which the world of human relationships, it is that wonderful thing that sometimes happens when people at enmity with each other steer a course toward each other to confess wrongdoing, to repair a rift, to make up, to set aside differences, to cease hostilities, to reconcile. Most people don't really believe they are at enmity with God. They think God is quite favorably disposed towards them. After all, why wouldn't God be? Aren't we quite lovable the way we are? God's love is not infatuation or God just being nice. The God of love loves the unlovable with a rigorous commitment. He loves human beings who have ignored him, who have arrogantly thought they really don't need him, and who have been gods to themselves. God's love sees us for who we can be, not who we are. Christ, who had no sin, stood in the place of the sinner so the sinner could stand before God. Enmity gone, opposition put aside, friends again, and thus we bear a message of reconciliation, and we have a ministry of reconciliation. In other words, when people in the world think of Christians, they ought to think, oh yes, those are the people who are passionate about peace and reconciliation. They live in it, and they live for it. Questions to ponder. Is that what people really see in our attitudes and values? Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus, your beloved son, to die on the cross for us, to take our sins, sins that we could not pay ourselves, a debt that we owe to you, O God. Thank you for sending your son to reconcile us back to you, giving us the gift of salvation, a gift, a priceless gift. Thank you, Lord, for that gift. I receive it today. And Lord, I will live my life in a ministry of reconciliation as I tell others about the gift of salvation that Jesus paid on the cross. In your precious and holy name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. This episode was brought to you by Shay Love Pearls of Purpose and Daughters of the King, True Worshipers of Jesus Ministries. Find us on Facebook at our like page, Shay Love Pearls of Purpose, or on our group page, Daughters of the King, True Worshipers of Jesus. Or check out our website at www.daughtersking.net. That's www.daughtersking.net. Stay tuned for more episodes during Passion Week, right here on Shea Love Pearls of Purpose podcasts, where we learn and share practical, and spiritual pearls for a life that shines with purpose. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.